the reason I decided to be family friendly is mostly because I, when I started my stream, it was also when I started teaching. So my idea was that if somebody from my school found out I was streaming, I wasn't doing anything bad, I wasn't saying anything bad, I wasn't doing whatever. So if it's family friendly, like it might have seemed more acceptable that I was a streamer. I used to drink like filter, like the like, you know, like drip. Yeah. It's okay because I, I I like the fact that I could just make like a big batch and like just like chug it all day. But at the same time, that's the most healthy thing you can do, right? Yeah. So I kind of switched from like that to then drinking uh, like green tea or matcha in the morning, oh, and that then delicious. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> big fan. <laughs> matcha or green tea? Um, both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just got myself a nice little little kit from Japan for, for Mamachi tea, so um, nice. a lot of fun. You know, you got to take your time to do it properly. I think it's like, a, it's part of the, I don't know, part of the enjoyment, I think, of making it. It's like, and then you taste it, you, <laughs> yeah. you don't drink it. So. Do, you, do you do the whole like whisking process? Yeah, of course. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I, I try to stay as, as traditional as possible. I love that. That's cool. <laughs> um, well... You didn't know, but the podcast has already started. So I saw the timer and I was yeah. wondering about it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Streamforge Radio, Milana. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. It's super fun uh, to have you with us. And we've um, indirectly worked together a little mm -hmm. bit in the past. We've done yeah. a lot of uh, campaigns together, some uh, Steam broadcasts as well. Mm -hmm. Just recently, actually, you've uh, played Have a Nice Death, right? Yeah, I played that like three or four times. Like, I feel like I've been in every campaign for that one yeah. it's really fun so uh, honestly all of the campaigns that i've done for streamforge has been just um all the games have been really fun so i just have no complaints at all uh, i'm always glad to hear that and it's mm -hmm. really what we um we try to achieve to get everybody excited about the games we, we present to them so but it's really fun to for me i and i'm sure for a lot of people listening or watching on youtube to get to know another side of you because i know the creator Mm -hmm. uh, like we just said, we worked together several times. I've watched you on Twitch as well, but I want to get get to know you a bit more. So, tell me, when did you start streaming on on Twitch? I started streaming around 2017. Yeah, so it's been almost five years. In fact, my five year anniversary is in like two weeks. So it's been oh, a long time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> and what got you to like start streaming? It's something I, I like to ask. Um, no, uh, yeah. People joining the show. Mm -hmm. So when I started streaming, it, it just seemed like something that I would really enjoy doing because I am someone who really likes to talk and I'm really like outgoing. I really like having conversations with people, but I also like playing video games is a huge part of like who I am also. So like streaming just seemed like a good marriage between the two, the two interests. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you've gathered, you know, your Twitch partner, you gathered uh, over 20,000 followers. Yeah, 2.3 million channel views. It's not too shabby. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a really wild journey. I honestly, when I started streaming, I didn't think I would be where I am now. I just kind of wanted to make a community, and then that desire became like, hey, I want to get to know more people, and then now I know a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. How would you describe your community? Um, everyone's really, really nice. Like. I know like most streamers say that about um, their communities, but I think for me, 
Like, I think it's really easy to get viewers to care about you as the content creator, you as the streamer, but um, my viewers care a lot about each other also. So like being able to ask each other about how their days were or like, you know, give advice to each other. So I think that is like the, the coolest part about my community personally. Mm -hmm. And do you guys keep up on like on Discord after in between streams and all that <laughs> yeah i i really spend too much time on discord like way like more than i should <laughs> <laughs> well it's fun though it's a great way to again to keep up with mm -hmm. people that you care about yeah whether you're the you know the content creator like you or, or, or your um your community especially if if as you said you know they get along so how else are they gonna you know uh continue to communicate together you know yeah. if not through something like discord so yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's really awesome to have that available. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how Discord got like so big so fast. I remember when we started uh, our server, like now probably over four years ago. You know, we were a we had a pretty big server back then. Now it's, I mean, relatively small compared to how how big some servers are these days. But you know, it's it just became part of like gaming culture to be on discord really mm -hmm. not too sure what to compare it to but it's like if you're a gamer you you're on discord i think yeah it's gotten to the point where like my friends from like college or my friends from like high school they'll like text me on my phone and i'm just like i don't want to respond to you uh, <laughs> it's like discord or nothing for me yeah so it's like really hard for me to keep in touch with people who don't have discord um yeah. just because of how much time i already spend on it <laughs> No, I, I feel the same way. The only thing I'll say, if anybody at Discord listens, their their audio uh, via the app on the phone, to me, it's still a work in progress. Like, it's going to cut in and out and stuff like that. But if they can fix this, they're going to they're gonna be in a really good spot to start getting a lot more, you know, a bigger piece of the pie, if you will, when it comes mm -hmm. to just communicating. Because I think, like, I agree, a lot of the people that I... I mean, we have like virtual offices on Discord at Streamforge. So we like, we work, like, we use Streamforge for work. We use Streamforge. I use Streamforge for, you know, gaming with friends, uh, for interacting with friends. So a lot of the people that I, I, you know, I interact with on a day to day are on Discord, except like my parents, my wife, and my kid who's four. So, you know. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that. I feel that a lot. But even my husband's on Discord. So, uh, I just Discord is the way to go for me. <laughs> you must be a gamer then. Yeah, he's a gamer. Yeah, my wife, my wife is not a gamer. Uh, I got right. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me, you um, you find out you're a high school teacher. You're full time high school teacher. I'm I'm, I'm jumping, yeah. you know, like subject here, but it's something that to me is is quite astonishing. Uh, tell me. Tell me about how you are able to manage both your streaming career and your career as a teacher. Um, it's not easy. Um, when I started streaming, it was the summer before I became a full-time, like full-time, full-time teacher, which means I had like a whole like class schedule. But what was difficult about that uh, semester especially was because I was also finishing up grad school. So I was a part-time grad student. I was a part-time streamer and a full-time teacher so that was a lot a lot to juggle wow. all at once yeah. um yeah but i feel like um 
something about teaching is that you are constantly giving yourself to other people. You're giving your patience to the students, your knowledge. You're just giving more of yourself to the people that you are servicing, the, the students, right? So um, a piece of advice I got really early on in my teaching career is that you, you can't keep giving because then you're going to burn out. So you have to have something for yourself. And for me, streaming was that thing that I kept for myself that I, I blocked out a little bit of time to game, to communicate with friends, to um, meet new people. And that kept me, uh, it kept me going for a pretty long time. <laughs> yeah, that's, mm -hmm. that's pretty great advice. And I think that uh, it can be applicable for a lot of people. Being a high school teacher, though, not that I am or <laughs> that I never will be, but, you know, it seems like a very tough thing to do. I remember when I was a high school student, I was um, I was none of the good, not one of the good ones. I was one that would be, you know, acting up and being a clown in class and, and, and the type of person that would be sent out, sent to the um, principal's office and all that stuff. So. Like, how do you manage that? Like, I mean, just dealing with high school students. You know, it's kind of interesting because I would say a lot of my community, because of the games I play, are also pretty young. I would say they're probably around the same age as my students. So um, from streaming, I've learned to like, I don't know. I think it's kind of like a, a give like my streaming career helps my teaching career and the way that I handle kids in my teaching career also helps me handle my community and my streaming career. So it kind of like works together in a, like a weird way. Um, so I, I find that like the way I talk to um, my students and the way that I can relate to my students comes a lot from my streaming because I like learn about the memes. I learn about like what kids are interested in. I learn about like how to like talk to them like, um, like a kid, but also like I know how to talk to them like an adult too. So I think it is a lot of like give and take from both sides. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense actually. And I think that um, it, it, I'm sure it like both. Yeah, I think you're right. Both kind of uh, kind of uh, a side of you, if you will, the, the mm -hmm. streaming and the teaching work together in harmony to kind of make both of these uh, <laughs> careers, if you will, uh, work and you know work well, if you will, for you, and and be able to manage dealing with younger people and talking about like mm -hmm. your audience and your younger audience. I know like you play Splatoon, yes, right. Yeah. So that's one game I think that has like typically a younger audience because mm -hmm. it's it's a shooter that's on. Well, it's it's the first. I think it's considered like a first party Nintendo game, right? Yes. So, yes. Uh, and basically, it's it's a family friendly shooter, if you will, right? Or far from our <laughs> Call of Duty, if you will, mm -hmm. um, and I'm I'm actually curious about Splatoon because I have a lot of games. I played and pl still play a lot of games. I love Nintendo. I love every platform, but I love Nintendo. I love for first party Nintendo games. Mm -hmm. And for the life of me, I've never played Splatoon. Yeah, and I've never been. Sure, I think that's not true. I think I played Splatoon once at like Apex in the past, but you know, that doesn't really count, does it? <laughs> but I've never felt the urge to play Splatoon. That being said, I was watching you play the other day, and guess what? Terrific job as an influencer. You made me want to play Splatoon, right? And so, yeah, but tell me, what do you love about Splatoon? 
and why should I care about Splatoon? Okay, so um, there's obviously a lot of things I could say about it. So I think one of the, the best things about Splatoon is that it really caters to people at all like stages of gaming. So like if you are a casual gamer, it'll cater to you. There's like a mode for that. There are people who like play pretty casually and that's totally fine. And then like if you really dig into the mechanics of Splatoon, you get to a point where it's like there's so much complexity in how people play and how people play together as a team that you can actually get to a point where you can like start competing at really high levels. And while like the Western world doesn't really see it the same way, um, in Japan, it's like it's like a really, really big scene. Like mm. people are getting like the equivalent of like, you know, like Team Liquid sponsorships from playing Splatoon or being a Splatoon content creator. And um, obviously, like because it's a Japanese game and they, they get a lot of support from Nintendo in Japan, um, you know, they they do they've like partnered with like their base their professional baseball teams to like do Splatoon tournaments. Um oh. so yeah, so it's like really, really cool to see the stages at which people can play. And you know, sometimes Nintendo, I know this is all like pre-COVID, but Nintendo used to host in like real life tournaments. Like um yep. they would have people compete at each region and then they would take the top teams from each region and like plop them down and be like, hey, you guys compete now. So mm -hmm. like there is a lot of potential that if you're like, quote unquote, the sweaty, try hard gamer that you there's a lot of things you can learn about it and you can like play at a, at a stage at like that level. So um, like, yeah, you know, so it caters to pretty much any player who wants to play. Yeah. And I think that's the coolest part about it. Yeah, I think it, it makes it very um, um, user friendly, if you will, like mm -hmm. new newcomer friendly, I should say. Yeah. Right. So and also like. I think it appeals to younger people, yes, but also to dads like me. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't have a lot of time to game. Uh, mm -hmm. Certainly not as much as I used to. So I think like sitting down and playing like half an hour, an hour of Splatoon or something like or, or any game really is something that I'm 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 looking for. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily going to have these, you know, four or five, six hours, you know, uh, block of time <laughs> to just, you know, spend playing a game. And yeah. frankly, I don't think my mind can handle that anymore. <laughs> so now I, I make myself sound much older than I am, but you know, you, whatever. You know, it's funny <laughs> that you say that because uh, throughout like my entirety of streaming, I actually have a lot of parents who bring their kids into the stream because because my stream is family friendly, like very explicitly. Like you're not allowed to say like, um, you know, the, the 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 words that people are like, oh, is that like family friendly or not? Right, I just right, like right. Opt, opt not to like let them let people do that. Um, but, uh, I, I have a lot of parents bringing their kids in. And then when I do like viewer, viewer battles or whatever, um, they'll like be like, Hey, can my daughter play? I'd be like, yeah, that's totally cool. So it's like really cool. Cause I, I have, I have viewers who are, you know, my high school age students. And then I have like the, the, the 40, 50 year old parents bringing their also high school, middle school, elementary school age kids into play together. And yep. I think it's, it's really neat. Can you play co-op? on like local co-op for splatoon mm. like can you do like split screen no they they tried it in splatoon one it didn't it wasn't very successful oh, it wasn't splatoon one. Yeah. That, that's why i had this image yeah that it, it used it, to exist okay it wasn't super successful so you, okay. you pretty much have to play online if you're gonna play right 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 well yeah and and sadly you know i again i was watching you play and you you weren't like chatting with other 
you know gamer like players mm-hmm. in your in your in your match yeah because you know you know nintendo online you know services for like chatting is not i don't think it's the best <laughs> you know it's a bit no. outdated let's put it that way so i feel like that's something that maybe is because you were talking earlier about like how you could communicate with your team and like have strategies but i'm like and the first thing that came to mind is like how <laughs> how are you going to communicate right yeah but like <laughs> it, again but you need to like kind of like structure it in a way that you oh. join groups that play Splatoon yeah. and you gotta, so you know. The structure of it is that um, when you're playing and competing at that kind of top level, you have like a designated group that you play with. Like yeah. you have people playing certain roles. Like you have people playing like the, the Slayer role or like the, the okay. backline role or the, the, the support role. Like and like League a bit? Like, yeah, a little bit okay. like League, um, but less MOBA, more shooting. <laughs> right, of course, of course, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's... So then you get into a Discord call with these folks. When you're playing in like just a normal like ranked ranked match, you, uh, I'm really glad they actually don't have voice chat because, um, y- y'all you know how like kids can get salty about the thing, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you know, y'all know. So yeah, yeah so um, that that's what I mean by communicating. I mean like when you're actually like playing in a tournament yeah. and you're like this is my team, I'm going to play with them, I'm going to tell everybody, like, I'm going to calm out where the, the enemy players are, I'm going to tell people when I'm going to use my specials, things like that. I mean, and you're right, you bring on a really good point, frankly, <laughs> Milana, because, you know, even when I play Call of Duty, for example, I'm turning off, like, as soon as I install a new Call of Duty, I'm yeah. turning off voice communication. I've heard the nastiest things being said not not to me to anyone like you know just see hear whatever people is, are saying and it's just yeah. the nastiest stuff sometimes i just turn it off completely very toxic sometimes unfortunately and mm. you know i know it can happen the same thing on like overwatch or even i used to play uh siege as well mm-hmm. and like all these games ultimately i ended up like when i used to be more into siege um i would go into you're you're right exactly what you said like a discord spe- specifically for this and you would find a group and people would invite you to get a, a group going and sometimes you wouldn't it would be the first time you meet these these people but you would talk about you know which characters you're going to play and so on and you would play for a couple of hours together you know yeah. but you would yeah. structure it that way so i guess splatoon is, is similar mm-hmm. um like that but um so okay i'm 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 pretty convinced i'm pretty convinced <laughs> <laughs> now how's the progression in splatoon i it's just i have this 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 image or this kind of like perception of splatoon where it's like it's very i'm sure it's flawed but it's very repetitive and not there's not much uh progression am i wrong Mm, i feel like progress i guess it depends on what you mean by progression like um because you know as you're playing and you're starting out you obviously you can gain currency to get weapons and then you get weapons and equipment and the equipment that you have have like little abilities that can like help you out with certain um okay. uh, areas of play i guess um but after a certain point you have everything but honestly uh, i've played hundreds of thousands of hours of games in my life i probably estimating generously you know yeah um but i feel like splatoon is one of those games that i just i never felt like i was bored of it was it felt like because every time you entered a match it was like different because you had different people playing different weapons you had different modes mm-hmm. and you had different maps and there's just so many maps and mode combinations that everything just feels really fresh every time you play it um it's like how you know someone can sit down and play league for like five hours 
Uh, even course. though it's like, you know, you have the, the literally the map the is one the same. Map. Yeah, it's yeah. the one map, right? But you yeah. have people playing different characters. You have yeah. like, you know, you, you have different builds for different characters, I'm sure. So I think it's like similar in that way. Yeah, and, and every encounter is different. The people mm -hmm. you play against and how they mm -hmm. play and so on and so forth. That's a great point. You know what? I'm sold. That's it. I'm sold. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad but, I could uh, do that but, for you. <laughs> <laughs> but should I wait for Splatoon 3? Because I know it's been announced. Mm -hmm. Like, when is it that coming out? Uh, it's coming out September 9th. Okay, so, so it's coming out very soon. soon so yeah. I should probably hold on buying Splatoon 2, maybe. Yeah. I Not mean, to influence I, anybody, but like, mm -hmm. personally, like, wait for Splatoon 3 to come out, maybe? Uh, I know a lot of people who are interested in getting into like the competitive side with Splatoon, but are off are opting to hold off until Splatoon 3, which is totally fine. Like, I think having the the hype of a new game is going to kind of revitalize the competitive scene too. So it's like, it's good. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> what are we expecting to be different for Splatoon 3 that you're excited about? Um, so I guess that kind of goes into some of the mechanics of the game. So like, it, from Splatoon 1 to Splatoon 2, um, a lot of things changed in that they introduced different specials, they introduced a different mode of playing, um, the maps actually got bigger so that uh, it, the game felt a little bit more balanced. And then moving from Splatoon 2 to Splatoon 3, on top of like the new music, which is awesome, the, 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 the cleaner graphics, um, I would say that one of the biggest changes they made is like... so. I'm going to I'm going to backtrack a little bit. One of the best things about Splatoon is the movement. So like I think that if I play a game where like I've tried to play Valorant, no no like dock on docking on Valorant or anything. But <laughs> I played Valorant and I think it's really boring to sit around the corner waiting for somebody's head to like show up where your crosshair is because you're just like sitting there waiting, right? Or like you're just like looking around, you're like let me look around this corner. Let me, you know, so like, I think what's really, really fun about Splatoon is that you have a lot of like mobility as a shooter. And I think mm -hmm. it is almost apexy. Um, I would say because, you know, apex, you have like the sliding, you have the yeah. running, you have the abilities, um, and you Splatoon, can fly through the air. And, yeah. You, you know, can fly yeah, through the air, yeah. right? It's a little less so you're more on the ground in Splatoon, yeah, yeah. but it has a lot of mobility options. Um, and, Part of that is attributed to the fact that you have motion controls. Mm -hmm. um, so you can like tilt your controller and like this. Mm. So like you can adjust your aim like an aim assist. So you can like flick your, your reticle really far, but it's still pretty reliable because of how used to you are, how used to the, the, um, the controller movement you are. So fast forward to Splatoon 3. Um, obviously the movement tech is still there, but um, now there's this like, it's going to sound silly, like a squid jump thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, where it gives you invulnerability frames as you're moving. So like that, I think, is kind of it's going to change a lot when it comes to competitive Splatoon. Um, also, in addition, there's like new weapons. There's um, they're probably going to balance the game a little bit more, hopefully. So I think it is similar to Splatoon 2 in a lot of ways, but like for example, Overwatch 2 is similar to Overwatch in a lot of different ways too, right? I mean, it, it looks that way, except the PvE or the, you know, the campaign maybe, yeah. you know? But yeah, the rest maybe visually upgrade, like... Yeah, but upgrade. otherwise, gameplay, yeah. it's like similar, right? Like, we, we know how to play way. Overwatch, yeah. so we can probably pick up Overwatch 2. So, yeah. same thing. You know how to play Splatoon 2, you could probably pick up Splatoon 3. But, you know, there's a lot of, like... Yeah. 
but, you know, obviously the game isn't out yet, so we don't really, I can't really say for sure yeah. what other changes they've made. We've only seen what they've let us see. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, exactly. And I think it's a marketing decision mm-hmm, on Nintendo's sure. part as well, yeah. because you could, you know, I think Overwatch is is a good example, but it's been around for a very long time. That being said, longer than over than Splatoon, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure. I think so too. Uh, yeah. But you know, ultimately, you could also be an Apex Legend where you just have season and you 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 know add certain you know uh, elements, new maps, and this and that. So it's more mm-hmm. like a you know you upgrade different like you have new seasons, new uh, new major up, up upgrades, you know, if you will. But they decided mm-hmm. to go with like the the numbering, which is which is totally fine, I think, as well. Like in terms of marketing for for kids as well it's probably clearer to go with like you know splatoon one two three four five six seven yeah. you know instead of like oh it's a new season it's not necessarily something that young kids mm-hmm, might understand maybe. right of right away so i'm sure they've done their homework to get kids kids excited about splatoon i'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give them that for sure yeah. um so all right so so what you're saying is i shouldn't maybe buy splatoon 2 and then also buy splatoon 3 okay uh, <laughs> you know, you, that is totally up to you. But no, Splatoon no, you're making for... me buy the game. It's okay. <laughs> Splatoon 3 is a must-buy for me, though, so, yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's your bread and butter. I mean, Splatoon is your bread and butter. It you is, know? it is, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, tell me, um, talking about, like, I saw you play Celeste recently, and you're mm-hmm. playing other games as well. Yeah. Like, how do you pick those other games? And we, like we said, like, you played, you know, uh, Have a Nice Death, and you're, you're playing other games outside of splatoon mm-hmm. how do you pick those games how do you um choose to play certain games outside of splatoon um so most of it's word of mouth the reason i'm playing splatoon is because i oh sorry splatoon hello the reason i'm playing celeste is because um that was actually a donation goal for one of the charity streams i've done and it was a game that was always on the list of things i wanted to play but just didn't have time to so it was kind of the push that i needed to to start playing and it is so so fun it's really really great and everyone's having a really good time watching my reactions to dying like a couple thousand times per round it's a hard game it's a a hard game (laughs) but you know i think what's really great about it is that it's challenging but you learn from the challenge and you overcome it and then when you go back to the earlier levels you're like how did i even die here like I, i i figured this out like really easily now but um yeah so but back to your question uh how i go to pick games I think mostly word of mouth. So like games that people are like, hey, this game was really fun. I'm like, huh, I'll put that in like the back of my mind. So mm-hmm. like on my list of games to play is like Omori. Um, I still have to finish through Hades. Uh, Inscription is on the ga- list yeah. of games of, uh, to play. Um, I really like roguelike games, so which is why I really like Have a Nice Death. I think it's really fun um, because, you know, it's like Splatoon where you have a different kind of round every time like you know it's like it's sure, different sure. it changes up every time yeah um yeah so i i don't know i just games that i feel like people are like this is a really good game is a game that i always put in the back of my mind and i'm like oh i'll just like have to play it when i have time and then i never have time because that's yeah. how adulthood works but do, you, do you have like a stylistic <laughs> preference to to the games you play not really i'm i'm pretty like uh, I'm open to playing all sorts of kinds of games, all sorts of games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Now, family friendly. You mm-hmm. know, you decided to be family friendly, yeah. and I'll, I'll tell you a secret. When I was doing content creation, I tried to be family friendly <laughs> for a little bit. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, why are you laughing? No. <laughs> Just the way you're starting uh, the story. No, I know. I feel course. like it's not going to have. Of the... <laughs> trust, trust me. All my friends were laughing. Okay. Just imagine <laughs> me, you know, trying to be family friendly. But I genuinely wanted to do this. And, and, I, and I did it myself. But then I would say things like, you know, dang. Or I think I said, I said, damn. And I, I remember because you said earlier that sometimes there's words that, you know, they're like, you that's know, a like word gray. I know a lot in my stream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I didn't know that. And someone that came to my stream because clearly because it was family friendly, huh? because some people decide to, to, to pick the, obviously to pick those, those streams heard me say, damn. And, uh, they, well, was telling me that it was a offensive word. Uh, no, I can say it on this on this podcast because <laughs> we're not family friendly. Um, I apologize to your uh, your oh, no, listeners. You're totally good. Yeah. I, I recognize that like family friendly isn't the only way to go, and that's totally valid. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, but it, so it, it's it's a tricky thing. And I mean, tell me more about your decision to you know be family friendly and all the maybe the the bumps uh, and, the, and the hiccups you may have. Uh, stumble upon uh, while you you've been uh, managing your ch channel as a family friendly channel. Okay, so the reason I decided to be family friendly is mostly because I'm when I started my stream. It was also when I started teaching. So my idea was that if somebody from my school found out I was streaming, I wasn't doing anything bad. I wasn't saying anything bad. I wasn't doing whatever. So if it's family friendly, like it might have seemed more acceptable that I was a streamer. Um, also, the fact that Splatoon does have a younger audience uh, for, you know, more than a handful of the, the community. Um, I, I figured it would be like a good place for people to just like, like I wanted to not not to say like, you know, cursing is, is bad or anything, but I wanted to be like a, a good influence as far as language goes, because I think being able to think before you say something is an important skill to have. And kids need to learn that too, right? I agree. I, th so, I think like sometimes like saying like the f word or whatnot can be it, a like a crutch, you know, like a, yeah, like yeah. you know something you put everywhere just because you don't really know what to say. You're saying yeah. um, but like instead yeah, yeah. of um, you're saying that, right? Exactly. So exactly. I think um, by making it family friendly, people have to think before they type, and I think that is maybe a good skill to have, especially for younger people who mm -hmm. maybe don't have somebody to tell them that at anywhere else. You know? True. It's funny though because we had the uh, middle extreme um, Jimmy mm -hmm. uh, a few weeks back, and he's he used to be a, a teacher. Mm -hmm. He uh, he quit, uh, That's <laughs> but <fair>. he was he <laughs> <laughs> was he was telling us how he actually went the opposite way. He went eighteen plus for his stream because he didn't want his students to join him and to watch him stream. You know, uh -huh. so he, he kind of made sure that I mean, I'm sure they they probably went to a stream anyways somehow but he still wanted to really kind of like split his his life into you know what he does at the school and his personal private life and and career as a streamer so but it's interesting and i i, I completely understand like where we're coming from but like did you stumble across like any like again like uh road bumps or like anything along the the way i think hardest part about running a family friendly stream is not me because i'm pretty good at not like saying anything bad um i think in my five years i might have 
I don't think I, I, I don't think I purposefully slipped up. Like if it was slipping up, it's because my brain was like meshing two words together and it made a curse word. Like, you know, <laughs> okay. so uh, um, I think the hardest part is when I do VC with my teammates and they just like, they cop into VC and they're just like, you was, and I'm just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so like, um, I, I, I kind of like extend the, the, the leniency to my, my guests on stream that if yeah. they, they, they understand, but if it slips, like it slips, you know, whatever. But yeah. I, I know personally that I, I am really good about it. Um, but kind of to go back to what you were saying, I, I, I do try to keep my stream and my school life more or less separate. Like I don't go around telling people in my school that I'm a streamer. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause I feel like that, um, makes students feel like I'm their friend. And while I can be a mentor and while I can be like, a confidant, I don't particularly want to be their friend because then they don't take me seriously in class, you know? Mm -hmm. yep. So, um, I, but you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, if they found me, then I'm not doing anything bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes total sense. Um, all of this. And I think that there's still a challenge that to be dealing with a, a streaming career and then being a teacher and try to mm -hmm. ma ma like make the, the two work basically for you. Are you hoping, and that that's, you know, just between you and I, mm -hmm. are you hoping to one day just do streaming or would you still say, say you, you, you got, you know, you had 20,000 CCV on, on Twitch, right? <laughs> that would be the dream, huh? <laughs> well, what would you quit teaching? I think if it was 20,000 CCV and like 3,000 subs, sure. Like, you know, <laughs> but I think right now I'm pretty committed to teaching. Uh, I, I have thought about it for a while because I've had uh, some of my teaching experiences have not always been the best. Uh, in fact, they've been pretty rotten. Um, so I have thought about transitioning full time, but then um, I had an opportunity to do so and I felt like... I don't, I didn't like the pressure of having to stream. Mm -hmm. Like I liked streaming when I wanted to stream and I liked, um, wanting to like have that freedom to do that. I didn't want to be chained down to streaming and chained down to like making videos and stuff. So, uh, I didn't find myself very happy with that. So I felt like teaching, I feel like now teaching is still viable. It's like something I really enjoy doing, but I don't, yeah, but I mean, if I had 3,000 subs, sure, like, you know, <laughs> I, I well, don't think anyone would be like, yeah, I'm not going to, you know, just keep doing my full-time job just, at that I point. Just ha I, just, I just needed to say it, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, ultimately, you, your stream is aimed more towards, well, kids or parents, but, you know, families, I guess. Mm -hmm. And do you see, talking about subs, do you see any, any positive or negative impact having uh younger kids um following you on twitch because for example do they do you see an impact in just like subbing do, do they not have like a credit card to sub to you <laughs> or you know or their parents credit card to sub to you like do you see any impact when it comes to that um i think that in general i feel like the the whole splatoon community streamers all kind of feel that impact because like I, I could have like, I don't know, like a hundred, two hundred, like a hundred twenty CCV, right? But 
Um, my subs don't really reflect that, I would say, as opposed to if you had 120 CCV pretty much in any other category, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like for me, it doesn't matter because I have a full-time job. I have a husband with a full-time job. I don't do this for the money. I It's nice to have a little bit of extra income, but I, I do it because I, I like... I like building community and I like showing people that, you know, like I am there for you. I'm just like, you know, like I, I'm a space where you can be you. And that's, that's my primary reason for streaming. Um, but yeah, I would say that it probably has some sort of impact. Uh, I wouldn't say that, like, I would say there is a, a large majority of younger folks in my stream, but there are also, like, people, since I've been streaming for so long, these kids are already, like, in college now, so yep, it's, okay, like, true, true. <laughs> so, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't really tend to look at it that way, I feel like it's just something that makes me happy, and then I get something extra on top of it, you know? Yeah, for sure, and talk about, like, a younger audience, uh, are you on TikTok? No. <laughs> oh my you should be uh, that's where that's where they all are i okay so i worked really hard to cultivate my audience and because <laughs> i i i have very high i had very high expectations i knew i i was very like strict with people when i started streaming and now everyone know, who comes into my stream knows exactly what to do right like they yep. they know to be like like not toxic or like you know mm-hmm. they're, they're they're all like really good to each other and it's not because i'm forcing them to it's just because that's just the culture of my stream and and you sure. know it's it's really dependent on the streamer to cultivate that i feel like if i extend it to tiktok i might get more viewership but i don't know if that's the kind of viewership i want to have in my community because i've like so painstakingly like cultivated this environment and my my impression of tiktok which obviously could be wrong because i'm like I'm a boomer in, in, the, in the kids of the gen, in the eyes of the Gen Zs, right? That, um, you know, that they bring the chaos. <laughs> and I don't know if I could handle that in school and in my stream. <laughs> yeah, I think that it depends on the type of content you create um, on TikTok. I think there's very wholesome creators on mm-hmm. and, and family friendly creators on TikTok. To me, like, I don't see this as like, an invitation to bring toxic people to your stream. And also what I'll add to this is that I think that having the community that you have, which is, um, which has clear boundaries set for it, right? Mm-hmm. Someone coming in and being toxic is not going to feel, you know, welcome too long. You know, I think that without, you don't even need like a lot of moderation necessarily. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, if someone toxic come to your stream, they're going to, get that it's not a place for them you know if they're a toxic person so i think that you're gonna get a lot of like people being filtered out naturally but i'm telling you i mean it depends <laughs> if, if you want to get your twenty thousand ccv channel i'm just saying tiktok can help you know i so. i appreciate the advice i will i'll really put it i'll, I'll really put it in the forefront of my mind <laughs> <laughs> um so splatoon 3 Mm-hmm. Um, coming up, are you doing anything special for the release? Like, are you planning like some some crazy event? I kind of wanted to just go camp outside of Nintendo in New York City. Really? <laughs> I live pretty close by, so okay. like it's not like a huge trek for me. But I guess my, the problem is that they said that it was going to be released in summer 2022. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh great, summer. Turns out September 9th is still technically summer. It is. But that is also after my school starts. Okay. So 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really thinking about what I should do at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, but what is the plan? Like camp outside for how long? I mean, what's the, I want yeah. to be the first one online, but I don't know what other like Splatoon fans are going to be out there like a week in advance. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so exactly. I have to like really like plan it out. Like It's New York, you know, you're not like in the middle of nowhere, you know, right? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see if that happens. <laughs> That's cool. I was there actually uh, oh, nice. a few months ago, actually. Um, yeah. I, Did you get to see the giant Donkey Kong? No. I, Is it a Bowser I, I think know. it's about uh, yeah uh, it was yeah it's the Bowser actually yeah so the giant Bowser true I actually took a picture that I sent to my my kid I wasn't with my kid my kid stayed at home here um, <laughs> yeah I was sad for him but I was like teasing him with like these pictures like me in front of Bowser and then I went to like the Lego store with like yeah. there was a big Hulk as well like oh. I took another picture there for oh, him that's but nice. <laughs> but, uh, but I got my the N sixty four controllers um, because they were in stock there anyways um, well that's pretty cool are you gonna like you have to live stream yeah, that event I'd, have to, I'd, I'd have to like prepare in advance. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll be <laughs> we'll watching. See, we'll for see. Sure. How, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it yeah, goes. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, we have a segment called mm -hmm. "Explain This Post," and <laughs> we have a couple of tweets from you. Oh my god! And, no, and we'd, we'd love for you to uh, to tell us. It's it's just so funny. I'm telling you, we uh, I, we have to tell the producer to get like you know crunchy or, or, or crusty tweets because w they're too nice and everybody's like oh my god what are you gonna come out i'm like just a nice tweet what do you mean like there's nothing to be fear like, <laughs> there's nothing to fear but i feel like there's an opportunity there's some tweets hidden somewhere because everybody's like I, scared out of their minds whenever we mention it i feel it. like i have the potential <laughs> to be crusty which is why i'm like i'm like um, please no <laughs> well clearly our producer wants to go more the wholesome direction okay, here totally so, get that. <laughs> yeah so we got one from july 6th actually very recent one okay uh, where you say i'm extremely thankful for the immense diversity of people i've been able to meet through my streaming and work on the internet i am grateful for each and every one of you for making my existence that much more full mm -hmm. so can you tell us more it's very wholesome indeed uh can you tell us more about the people that you've met. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so I think what's really interesting about Splatoon is that it gathers a lot of different, like the diversity of people who are interested in Splatoon is just like immense. So um, I, through my playing of Splatoon, I've met people with connections to, to really big companies that I'm not allowed to say because it's like kind of like NDA, but um, I've met like sure. commentators, um, so I'm really, I'm really good friends with Austi La Vista, who's a commentator for Smash. Um, TK Breezy and I are cool, who's also a commentator for Smash. Um, I've met the composers for uh, Steven Universe. They are huge fans of Splatoon. Um, I've just, and then just like the people that I've met who have like taught me things, I feel very grateful for. So like, um, I would say that people who have taught me the most are people in the LGBTQ community. So um, when I was in high school, I really didn't think anything about it, like about that community. And then I went to college and I met people who are trans and I started slowly getting used to calling people by their correct pronouns. Um, but then even now, like I understand a little bit more about the struggles that my community members who are LGBTQ go through. And I think 
being able to use my platform to be able to help those causes or to even just be able to listen and to understand better, I think is is something that I've been really grateful for or like, you know, people who are, um, you know, black people in America just to listen to the things that they have to go through. Also, I think I feel like I I learn a lot from them and I, I am really grateful to have that opportunity to learn more and to be able to share that learning in like a broader space. So, um, you know, just the diversity, like I said, of people that I've met and who have made me into, I think, a better person. That's amazing. We salute them all. <laughs> yeah. We have a um, another tweet from June 28th. And yeah, we don't really know what it is about. So <laughs> here it is. Bear with me. Spoon egg jimoji kitty handsome luna sticky jiggle mom egg llama perm eating cheesy berry is yeah. crime so kitty tuna it goes on and on yes, and on okay yes. what is happening and then you say you comment for charity what's happening here so, <laughs> i did a charity stream um with in partnership with soft giving for the american cancer society and uh, one of my donation goals was to have chat write a tweet. Now, I understand that like when most people say chat writes a tweet, like a person writes a tweet in chat and you're like, that's a great idea. I'm going to put it or like, you know, you you I don't know how other people do it. The way I do it is I'm like, all right, chat, everyone type one word and everyone types <laughs> one word. And I just like <laughs> type it into <laughs> to the, the tweet and everyone's like, are you okay, Mel? Like, are you all right? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> that's pretty funny. So that's that's where that tweet came from. <laughs> well, that that is a real community tweet, you know. It is a real community tweet, <laughs> true. <and> <laughs> we have also audience questions. Okay. Talking about community, we have one here. First question is: Hey, Milana, before Splatoon two was, uh, what was your game? Also, what was the game that got you into gaming in the first place? So two segments okay. here. Okay, so um, I want to say there wasn't a game before Splatoon because I actually started streaming as soon as Splatoon 2 came out. Um, I, I Well, it's almost a lie. I, I streamed one day before Splatoon came out and I played Overwatch. And right. then I streamed one year before that and that was Binding of Isaac. So... I mm. guess those are the games I started with, quote unquote. But really, Splatoon has been like tried and true through and through my bread and butter all, all since my throughout my streaming career. And then hey, yeah. the um, first game that got you into gaming. I wish I could tell you because ever since I was like a little a little lass, I have always just remembered growing up with games because I, I have a brother who's two years older than me and he, he was a gamer and my sister is 11 years older than me, but she also played games when she was home. Uh, it was weird because by the time I was like in middle school, she was in college. So it was like we didn't get to like see each other much, but uh, I basically grew up in a family of gamers. So I remember growing up with like Pokemon Stadium, Kirby 64, um, nice. Mario Party. I was not a very good sport at Mario Party. I would be like... I remember distinctly slapping the controller out of my sister's hand because she bought a star and then ran it running upstairs. Oh no. So uh, I was kind of a sore loser. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I remember all of these Nintendo games uh, at the start. Uh, Jet Force Gemini was one that I played and yeah, right. I think it's a little bit like super outdated. I played um, GoldenEye with my brother. I remember uh, 
playing Halo with my brother growing up too. So like honestly, like there's just so many games that I I can't even pick one. Yeah, not me. And from what I'm hearing, the N64 was a big part of your childhood. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to gaming, even the the Super Nintendo. So I, I remember yeah. playing Mario Kart on the Super Nintendo. So mm-hmm. it was uh it was really it was really cool getting to to grow up in a with a family of gamers. Yeah. N64 is my favorite console of all time. Mm-hmm. You know, so many great memories as well. Like very <laughs> much like tied to like family. Um, not so much my brothers and sisters. I have a older sister that never really gamed, mm-hmm. but more like immediate family, like my cousins and all. Like would gather and play. You know, Golden Eye, like a split yeah. screen for yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that was like, you're, you're that was cheating by looking at yeah. the other people's screens. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Pokemon Stadium as well. Uh, that was a lot of fun. We used to <laughs> we used to play with my uncle. He had no idea what was happening on screen, but he would love to play the N64 as well. Anyways, oh, I love good times. that. Yeah. yeah, I think the best part about video games is just getting to see people bond together from it. I think that's really just the magic of playing games together. Yeah, it's it's so different nowadays. Like, I never get anyone. You know, obviously, I'm much older, but I feel in general people don't get people to come over and play on one TV, which is why you know I, I mentioned the. We're asked about the Splatoon 2 co-op yeah. split screen. You know, like it, it's something that I think, you know, of course, I'm going to sound like a boomer, but <laughs> but it's still something I mean, like, you know, like this human connection of being like, you know, physically with someone else to play something that you're, you're sharing, like, you know, the same screen and you're looking at the same thing and you're just in that bubble together. It's it's something that I miss sometimes, you know. And I know today is like different. There's everybody's online on Discord, and it's great. Don't, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. There's a, so many positives. Like for example, it's so much more. You know, like it, it gets. Uh, it's much easier to find other people that share your this. You know, your interests and your hobbies. You know, for example, like you want to play Splatoon with friends, you can find a Discord with a yeah. bunch of people. That's so awesome. Like back in the '90s or the you know early 2000s, <laughs> it'd be much more difficult. You'd be they kind of you know on the corner of the street and be like, "Who wants to play with this me?" That wouldn't happen ever. You know, like it just doesn't. You know. So, but anyways, um, good good times with the N64. Mm-hmm. We got uh, another audience question. Hey, Milana. I really like what you're doing to bring together the competitive community in a healthy and positive way. I especially like what you're doing with Spawn Point. Do you have any plans to apply the same stream team concept to other games and potentially branching off? That is an interesting question. I actually had that thought um, not that long ago. Uh, so I guess just to kind of go over what Spawn Point is. So Spawn Point yep. is my stream team. Um, and what we do is we try to, um, how do I say it, uh, show people what a healthy competitive mindset looks like by example. So like the people on the team wouldn't be considered like the most like sweaty, try hard like people, but they're all willing to continue to make themselves better players uh, in, a, in a healthy way. And I think that's the heart of being competitive, right? Like you don't have to play at the top of the level, at the top of the game, top of the 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 competitive scene. Uh, what matters is that you take a step back, you look at how you played, you're like, hey, I could do better than that. And you go back at it again. And I think that is the heart of competition, the heart of being a competitive player. So um, that's what we are trying to do at, at the team to try to like make sure that we can lead by example and we can make 
that attitude more prevalent in the scene. Now, I had this thought where, uh, you know, we could expand it to other communities. And I think having something like that would be useful in other communities. But I think what makes, um, I guess, Splatoon special is how tight-knit we are. So right now, I don't have any plans to extend it further. But I think that would be an interesting project maybe for someone else to pick up <laughs> mm-hmm. in the in the meanwhile. I mean, it's an awesome concept. Um from what I'm hearing here, and that was my next question is it's uh, Splatoon specific, right? So it's it's only for Splatoon right now. That's mm-hmm. what I'm understanding. Yes, for, okay. for now. But, for you now, know, who knows where the future will take us? Who knows? <laughs> Anyone? Uh, it's an awesome concept. And, and I completely agree that, you know, uh, being a competitor is certainly not, um, well, being a sore loser or blaming others and being, you know, angry is quite the opposite. To look back at yourself and say, like, how can I improve? I, I, I totally, um, I love the concept. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. We have a rapid fire segment. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you ready for this? 15 I'm, I'm questions. All right. Two possible answers. You pick one. Okay. No right or wrong answer. Just say okay. whatever comes to mind. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Would you rather eat a pigeon or eat a crow? Pigeon. Go back to 10 years old with the knowledge you have now or have $50 million but be 50 years old? $50 million. Pants or shorts? Shorts. Blondes or brunettes? Brunettes. Would you rather win the lottery or find true love? True love. Apple or Samsung? (laughs) Samsung. (laughs) americans or canadians canadians (laughs) yeah uh only be able to eat food that begins with uh with a b or with an m b (laughs) would you (laughs) would you live in a one-bedroom house or a huge haunted mansion one-bedroom house cycling or swimming swimming bounce off every surface you touch or never be able to jump again. Bounce off every surface I touch. It's very Splatoony in a way. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> KFC or Popeyes? Popeyes. Only be able to shower once a week or use the bathroom once a day. Uh, the bathroom once a day. <laughs> no food for thirty days or no water for three days. Water for three days. Would you? Would you add one inch to your height if it meant you had to lose 10 IQ points? No. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> That's it. 15 questions. Awesome. I, I really had to think about some of those because I was like, foods that begin with B or foods that begin with yeah. M? I'm like, but bread begins with B, so bread. <laughs> yes. B. You just got to find one good one yeah. that you can't live without. You know? you know, when you started the Apple or Samsung one, I was like, all right, apples or oranges. I was like, really just like <laughs> apples or oranges, apples or pears. And then you said Samsung and I was like, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Milana, it was an absolute pleasure to have you um, do this episode with us. And, and it was so fun to, to learn more about you, mm-hmm. uh, what you're doing as a teacher, as a streamer. Uh, also, learn more about your bread and butter game, Splatoon. Splatoon 2 specifically, learn more about Splatoon 3 coming up. Honestly, you got me sold. You know, I'm not, I'm not just saying this. Like, I'm, <laughs> I want to play Splatoon now. And um, I, I invite everyone 
to uh, check you out online, uh, to find you uh, and follow you on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Milana. That's M-E-L-L-A-N-A. Also on Twitter, Milana TV. And TikTok, Milana, you actually have a TikTok account. Wait, I don't have a TikTok account. What? Okay, never mind. No TikTok. <laughs> no TikTok. I have a YouTube. It's Milana TV also. Okay, YouTube Milana TV. Yeah. Um, it's not the right person on TikTok, I repeat. <laughs> I mean, you can follow them if you want. Maybe if they have good content. I don't know. Well, uh, maybe it's not family friendly, though. Like, okay, you not... know what? Maybe they don't. Maybe I have no idea. Uh, before, we go, before we go, do you want to say anything uh, else to uh, our listeners? Um, I actually wanted to thank you for, for this whole Streamforge thing. I think it is such a, an awesome opportunity for creators to... Wow. An opportunity for creators to just be paid to just play games. I think it's like really such a nice thing to do. So I really appreciate you setting all this up for us because I think, like I said way in the beginning, that the games you you y'all partner with are all really, really fun. So it's like the four hours just pass by and you get paid to do that. So like what better what better gig is there? So thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Well, you're welcome. And thank you for mentioning it. And I couldn't do it without um, <laughs> My co-founder Nick and and uh, and my team, you know, behind uh, and our all our awesome clients that that we've uh, been working with for years now. So it's uh, it's all it's so so fun to hear uh, positive feedback from creators. That's really uh, one of the main reasons why we do it. You know, it's like we we want to um, enhance your your life as a content creator. Um, have you play awesome games that. Uh, and get you paid, and you know, for doing it. So uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning it. It, uh, it means a lot. Um, so guys, again, check out Milana online. She's on again on Twitch, of course, Twitter, YouTube, no TikTok. <laughs> YouTube, yes, YouTube. <laughs> and guys, uh, if you want to leave a uh, positive feedback, uh, subscribe, like this uh, podcast, tell your friends, your family. We'll be back every. We're back every Tuesday. We'll be back next Tuesday with another guest. Thanks again, Milana. Thank you for having me. And I'll see you all soon. Thank you.